roamingman.com. And they basically give you a device that's for broadband that you can use anywhere all over the world, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it works really good for North America. And that's, you get 30 gigs a month at 4G for $87 a month, which isn't bad. That's not bad at all. Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome, everyone, to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast. I am Regina, and I'm here with Cyrus. Hello. And today, we are talking about off-grid internet solutions. How to get creative with your Wi-Fi. Yep. I've talked to a lot of people who have said the reason they wouldn't go off-grid is because they didn't want to give up internet. So I think maybe a lot of people think you have to give up internet. I don't know. But you don't have to. It seems like a lot of people are under the impression that when you go off-grid, you completely go off-grid. <laughs> like, yeah. No phone, no internet, no Wi-Fi, no TV. I mean, come on, people. It was the 21st century. Yeah, the technology's there. So, mm -hmm. you know, unless, you know, maybe you don't like technology and you want to live in the woods without it. There's nothing wrong with that. You just don't have to. Yeah, well, Cody made an announcement on his Facebook page, you know, that we went off grid and there was at least three or four people that said, oh, man, I couldn't live without cell phone. Oh, man, I couldn't live without Internet. Like, you can have cell phone <laughs> and Internet posting, in the boonies as he's yeah, posting. About as he's <laughs> posting to Facebook. <laughs> See, I, I didn't, didn't even think, think about that comment that. all the way through. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's pretty hilarious. But yes, people tend to assume that just because you go live in the boonies, you lose access to internet. Well, I mean, I'm I'm living in the middle of the woods off grid and and we're trying to earn a living on the internet. Exactly. I mean, you have a product that you sell on the internet. I have a product I sell on the internet and we both have websites and we do this podcast and that's all internet based stuff and we both live off grid. Yeah. And we don't have to go to town to, to do any of it either. We do it right from the comfort of our own wilderness. Yeah. So we did make it off grid, by the way. I think the last episode That's we awesome. were just about to make the leap and now we're on the other side. So we have been right. officially off grid for five days now. Woohoo. Yeah. And your solar's almost up and running. Right? Yeah. We're probably two days out for solar uh, to be completely wired and configured and installed that we're doing on our own. Awesome. And we're hauling water for now. We've got an IBC tank on a trailer. We just haul it to the local water place, water depot. And then power yeah, fill our I have a question. freshwater tank. Yeah. Before we get into the Wi-Fi stuff about your solar, because you guys put yeah. in 
a, a pretty good sized system. It's not a simple little system. I was oh, we curious. put in a massive system. <laughs> yeah, I was curious. Um, I know I saw you several times in our MeWe group DIY Off Grid. How much help was that to have that group for getting it questions answered and such? Oh, it was super helpful because we've got a couple major solar guys, solar nerds in there that you post something and within, I don't know, five minutes, we already had yeah. answers because we're, we were going to hire a solar guy to help us install this. And then mm -hmm. we realized, okay, that's going to be thousands of dollars just to pay some guy to help us wire shit. Mm -hmm. Or we just take the time and learn the knowledge, which solar's easy, hard. That's the only way I can explain it. It's mm -hmm. simple, complicated, easy, hard, because it is easy, but it's hard at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so there's concepts you kind of have to get into your brain to understand how it works. And it's scary because it's electrical. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to start a fire. You don't want to blow your system. Um, but yeah, there's a couple guys in the group that just answered a bunch of our questions and kind of mm -hmm. affirmed some thoughts we had, some doubts. Right. And helped us not have to hire the expensive local solar guy to install it for us. Yeah. And uh, Kelly Holholtz, which did a episode, an interview episode with me about using trusts. He's one of those guys. In fact, he wrote a book, a solar book. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that was really helpful. I was no curious. No BS because, Guide to Solar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The no BS Guide to Off-Grid Solar. That's the name of it. And, uh, yeah, so that's cool. So if you're, if solar is something you guys want to get into, you for sure should, uh, Check out the DIY off-grid group at MeWe. Join that group. Or you'll get a lot of help there. Yeah, MeWe.com is where it's at right now. People are jumping ship on Facebook because they're sick of, you know, the propaganda. They're sick of the censorship. They're oh sick of gosh. the ads. The migration from Facebook right now is crazy. People are done. People are done feeding into that beast system. Mm -hmm. So... MeWe is a good, kind of a good safe haven, you know. I I enjoy it. I enjoy it much more than Facebook. Oh, me too. Face crook is what I call it. Mm-hmm. What do other people call it? They also call it um, fascist book. Fascism, fascist book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good platform. So, yeah, we're uh we're fully off grid and connected to Wi-Fi. We chose a location where we would still have connection. So that's one thing you consider when you're going off grid. If you want to have connection, just drive out to that property, see if you have connection on your phone mm -hmm. and you're pretty much set. Yeah. As long as you have access to 4G vibes, then you're good Right. for internet and streaming. We watch Netflix, we watch YouTube, we do the whole nine yards. But we also chose a property that we knew would give us that because we run businesses online. We right. can't lose that. 
Right. That's a really good point. So when you're looking for property, just you know, pull your phone out, see what your service is like, or talk to a neighbor. Um, if your service isn't good, then you should for sure talk to a neighbor. Because when we moved out here, we were uh, we used Verizon when we moved here. And in this location, mm. Verizon, is there's zero service. And we had a guy, a neighbor, oh, wow. come over to the property, and he's there with us. And, you know, at that time, we're just thinking, okay, well, we're going to have to drive down the road to use the phone, you know. And he's standing there talking to me, and his phone rings. He gets on it, and he's talking. I'm like, what the hell, you know? But he was with AT&T. <laughs> And so all we had to do was switch uh-huh. from Verizon to AT&T and solve that problem. So, Yeah. Well, in certain states are just way better for Wi-Fi. So I can attest that North Dakota is probably the best coverage for cell phone. Really? Broadband. Cool. Yes, it's funny because you'll drive through Montana, eastern Montana, and you won't have shit for 4G. You freaking pass over the border into North Dakota and you have five bars the whole way through anywhere you go in North Dakota, you could be out in the middle of nowhere. And I think a lot of it has to do, and this is Western North Dakota. I can't say for Eastern, but I think it has to do with the, all of the oil field stuff out there. Oh yeah. So I think the oil money went into boosting their Wi-Fi, their broadband cell towers because all these big refineries and Mm -hmm. you know, wells and stuff the big wigs want wi-fi yeah out there and so how do you guys do your wi-fi what do you use is it just your phone so our system is a multi-device system now we've been traveling on the road for close to five years we actually just settled last week literally (laughs) to our final destination, at least for now, you never know. And one of the big things was internet because we end up in all these podunk towns uh, in the middle of nowhere for working on the oil and gas pipeline. And half the time there was no internet, you know, there were there, you don't get any services. You don't yeah. get the a modem Yeah. for internet. Half the time, we wouldn't even get cell phone service, so I had a trick for that, too. But um, what we have is we have two phones. They they both get 15 gigs each of mobile hotspot. So there's 30 gigs. We have two tablets. Those get 15 gigs each, so another 30 gigs of mobile hotspot. So there's 60 gigs. And then we actually have a MiFi, which is a designated mobile hotspot through Verizon that gives them another 15. So we have 75 gigs of usage per month through Verizon that doesn't cost us any more because it's just, it comes with the the phone, the mobile hotspot. So we just utilize mobile hotspot through Verizon. So with your Verizon, your, uh, the gigs that you get, for your data is not separate from hotspot? You get 15 gigs of hotspot, and then we have unlimited unlimited gigs of uh, 4G on the device. Okay, let's see. So what we do, 
so in addition to what we do with our mobile hotspots, we have a device called a screen beam mini and it works pretty dang good. And it mirrors your device to your TV that does not require Wi-Fi. So it took forever to find this device. And I'll leave a link in the show notes because it's actually really cool. Yeah. So most devices like your Roku, your Google Cast, your Amazon Fire Stick, all that stuff, all requires Wi-Fi to stream your phone to your TV. Right. So it's going to eat up your hotspot data. Yeah. However, with the screen beam mini, it just simply mirrors with no Wi-Fi required. Yeah. So I can, so what I do is I have one of my tablets set up. That's we have a designated TV watching tablet, basically. (laughs) That's like my control panel that I screen mirror to the TV. Mm -hmm. So when we want to watch shows at night, we stream our Netflix or YouTube TV or whatever from that tablet. And it does not cost us. We have unlimited data, so it does not cost us any data to do that. Right. Yeah, that's a big deal. Because hotspot, to buy extra hotspot. mini. Screen bean mini. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's great. 50 bucks, Amazon. I'll put a link in the show notes. So how I got around paying for hotspot through AT&T because they charge um, like I have a $65 a month plan and that's unlimited everything um, up to like 21 gigs and then they throttle it down. I can still, Mm -hmm. I still get data. It just slows way down after 21 gigs. Yeah, you get 3G data. Yeah. And the hotspot, if I want 10 gigs of hotspot, um, they charge me another $10. And it's $10 for every extra, uh, like if I want to buy an extra gig after that 10, it's 10 more dollars. So it's ridiculous expensive. Mm. And so right. how I got around that was I found an app to put on my phone uh, called Secure Tether, and it basically just turns my mm. phone into a modem, and so I'm using my regular data instead of hotspot, so I don't pay for hotspot. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been meaning to do that, because you told me about Secure Tether a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I have been meaning to do that, because every once in a while, I accidentally go over our massive 75 gigs a month (laughs) (laughs) like for example i had to reload the operating system on my computer and that was like a 15 gig download and then i don't know a bunch of stuff happened that culminated to 75 gigs but had i even thought of the secure tether app Mm -hmm. i could have gotten around that so that's, yes, I need to remember to do that. Because when you do have exceptionally large downloads, you will burn through your gigs. Yeah. Like if you're trying to download Skyrim or uh, World of Warcraft, you know, you're going to burn through your gigs really fast. Right. <laughs> I figured that out <laughs> the hard way. 
Yeah, and we don't go through a lot of gigs. Uh, you know, we both of our phones have the same 21 gig sp- speed limit, basically, I guess. I don't know what you call it, but but we hardly ever go over. That's a lot of gigs. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to have issues is your live streaming. So a lot of people are doing, you know, the Zoom. I haven't used the Zoom yet, have you? No. I just don't even want to use it. I almost just intrinsically hate it. (laughs) You know, what's funny is there are YouTube videos now of Zoom calls where somebody has stood up and got coffee or something in their, in their underwear or, you know, someone in the family who's not on the Zoom call walks through the the background in their underwear (laughs) And stuff like that, because so many people have started yeah, using the Zoom the with this lockdown bullshit that there's videos coming out now, like little compilation videos. It's pretty funny. So that would be hard. Um, and that would be, you know, using the modem, the secure tether modem app would be a workaround for your Zoom situations because I, I know a lot of people are doing that for school now mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing that for work um so that would be a way around not burning through a ton of gigs because that's going to take a lot of gigs if you're streaming full hd and i'm sure there's ways that you can throttle that down to standard definition mm-hmm. but if you're using it every day you're going to burn through your 40 50 60 gigs for yeah. sure so that's a good point. Yeah. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, those are the two best options available right now for off-grid Wi-Fi. And then, you know, some mm-hmm. places you don't get good enough cell coverage and you have to go with like uh, satellite internet, which is really a bad option crappy compared to everything else but if if you have no other choice it's better than nothing and there's a lot of i've heard it's come a long way i guess i haven't heard lately i was talking to my neighbor yeah i was talking to my neighbor because they're on satellite i'm like oh how's how you know how's your satellite internet she's like oh it's fine I'm like really because I haven't, I guess I haven't checked into it for a few years, but a few years ago, it's super expensive. It's slow. They throttle you down mm-hmm. so quickly. Like your usage levels are ridiculously low. Right. That might've changed. I haven't looked into it, but I, I still don't think it's that great. I still think mobile hotspot is the superior method for reliable internet. Yeah, I think so too. It works pretty good for us and we're in a pretty bad area. Oh, and and I've also got a signal booster, which mm-hmm. I I I was hoping was really going to increase my ability to stream, and that it really didn't help as far as data usage, but as far as just regular phone calls, it helped quite a bit. Just using the phone, mm. I can make phone calls now inside the house, where most of the time I had to go step out on the porch just to make a phone call and you know you can pick those up pretty cheap on amazon 
I think I gave a couple hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, we'll put a link for that too. Yeah, they the were pretty booster. good. The booster. Yeah, for the phone. And they also. So it didn't boost your data per se. Like it didn't boost your internet usage data for better, but it boosted your actual phone call usage better. Yeah. And here's another. So that's a win. Here's another interesting thing, which doesn't make sense to me, but it happened. It. So my, <laughs> my download data, it didn't help hardly at all. But my upload data, it helped. So explain that. I don't hmm. know. But I did read a lot of places that that was the case. I think they run on different waves. The upload and the download, they run through different wavelengths. So I could see that happening. Yeah. But all in all, it was, all in all, it was, it was worth the purchase. Uh, like I said, I think I spent a couple hundred bucks to buy the booster and it was worth it. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is with the booster, you have to have at least a little bit of juice. You can't go into the middle of the woods with no signal and expect to get signal. That's not right. how it works. You have to have at least a weak enough signal to register as 4G on your phone. Like one bar. Maybe you have a yeah. really hard time with, you know, your 4G, 3G, 4G going in and out. One bar to no bars. You could probably boost it. But if you have zilch, that ain't going to do nothing. So just keep that in mind. There is a device out there that if you don't want to do the whole uh, cellular carrier mobile hotspot option, maybe you don't want a bunch of different devices. Maybe it's just one person. You have one phone. You have one tablet. You have one MiFi. That still gives you a lot. But maybe you don't want to do that. And there's a, a company called Roaming Man, roamingman.com. And they basically give you a device that's for broadband that you can use anywhere all over the world, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it works really good for North America. And that's, you get 30 gigs a month at 4G for $87 a month, which isn't bad. That's not bad at all. And it goes all the way up to 300 gigs a month. Then you're looking at, you know, 279 a month for 300 gigs. It's still really not that bad if you're a heavy user. So it's a, a, a it's broadband. So it's not a it's not a phone. But I guess if you didn't want a phone bill, say you had a budget for a hundred bucks for phone, internet, and everything, so you couldn't do both. Is that something where if you had a phone, you could just do Wi-Fi calling over it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could. That's a good point. Like a So let's say you don't want to sign up for Verizon, AT&T, and all that shit. You could definitely use this to make, like we use Google Duo for our phone calls, which is Wi-Fi-based phone calling. Yeah. Uh, Telegram, I think, is message-based Wi-Fi um, Messenger, Facebook Messenger is over Wi-Fi. There's a video calling and audio calling. And then you don't have to be with a carrier and have that monthly bill. And then you could use that in combination with Roaming Man, get the 60 gig plan, 30 gig, whatever you want, and just make all your calls over their Wi-Fi. And I don't yeah. think calls takes up much usage. Video will, but audio doesn't. Yeah. 
That's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good strategy. Yeah, that would work. Again, you do need to be where it can connect to cell tower because they have a deal with carriers that their devices use cell towers. So they, they so the coverage is supposed to be pretty yeah. good. So yeah, they piggyback, and then you just rent the device. You can buy the device or rent the device, and I think, I, don't, I think you can rent it. I don't think they even charge you to rent it. Interesting. I may look into that. Really. Yeah, roamingman.com. I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. It's pretty cool. Then, the ultimate. The ultimate. I'm waiting for this moment. The ultimate Wi-Fi. I can't wait. Is SpaceX. Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. Mm. It's already started rolling out. And uh, this year, uh, it's supposed to roll out down to the southern United States. Because right now, northern United States and Canada is getting it. And so... Sometime this year, I think we're supposed to start getting it. I can't wait because it's supposed to be it's supposed I'm to be so way better than 4G, <laughs> not quite as fast as 5G, but anywhere. Mm. Like it doesn't matter where in the woods you live. So I'm so excited. Starlink is now delivering initial beta service both domestically and internationally, and will continue expansion to near global coverage of the populated world in 2021. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. I wonder if that's the satellite I saw. Oh, I bet it was the satellite I saw. I saw, and Cody saw too, there was a satellite. It was not a plane. And it was a low, it had to have been a low orbit satellite. And it was hauling Right. I mean, the the moon was in the western quadrant, and the satellite went by the moon and hit the other side of the horizon within five minutes. Oh wow! I've never seen anything move that fast in my life. Yeah, and it's showing here. Yeah, but and I and I pulled up my um, sky map, which is a really cool app that tells you like constellations and planets and stuff, and it'll show you. satellites but it wasn't registering on sky map for some reason so i'm like what is that but i'm looking at their diagram here and the starlink satellites are 550 kilometers in the sky whereas regular satellites are over a thousand kilometers in the sky so i wonder if i saw the starlink satellite maybe or maybe it was in sa i don't know but it was it could have been. I think it was an alien. Because <laughs> I've never seen anything move that fast. I have never in my life seen anything. And I'm a star watcher. I'm a sky watcher. And I've seen plenty of satellites. I've seen the International Space Station. I've seen all the satellites, you know. This thing was ten times brighter and ten times faster. Cool. It was nuts. It was, it was nuts. Could have been Starlink. Well, I went to their website and... You just give them your email address, and they send you an email when coverage is in your area. So I'm just waiting. 
Oh, I'm so on board with that. And I wonder how much gigs you get a month. I don't know. What's you, you know, what is your usage? These are all questions they probably don't have answers for, maybe yeah, it's, publicly yet. It's beta stage, so, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit expensive at first, but I'm okay with that. You just want to have a piece of SpaceX in your life. Oh, I know. Because you're, a, you're an Elon Musk fanboy. That's I the am. only reason you want it. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that? He he created that company to fund SpaceX. Yeah. Like the profits of that company, he says, take him to Mars, which is pretty cool in my head. Starlink is going to fund SpaceX. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just, I watched his rockets uh, re-park themselves. And that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. legit sci-fi. Right I know. There. Totally incredible. Because you're used to seeing the rocket go up and then the boosters, you know, they fall off the side mm-hmm. into oblivion. But this thing legit, like, boop, landed itself perfectly upright. It was so, it was freaky cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Starlink's yeah, coming. kind of a badass. Yeah. Starlink, sign up for it, starlink.com. I'm going to put my email address in right now. Yeah, cool. Because I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to get that. I think there's also going to be an IPO for Starlink. I've been hearing rumblings. So that would be Mm. pretty cool too. I might actually buy a chunk. Own a little piece own a little piece of Starlink. Yeah, you ought to. I ought to. Well, we're getting about to the 30-minute mark, so I think we've covered up... We've covered up. We've covered the ways I know are best, and there might be other ways. You can always email us yeah, to there tell are us other about ways. how you get your off-grid. Those are... We went over the best options, though. I mean, you can use a ham radio. They are the best options, yeah. But yeah, you could. You know, it's uh, don't think you're getting 4G speeds because you won't. But no, I don't think so. There's, there are other options, but they're just not as good as the ones we've just mentioned. So yeah, I've pretty much tried almost everything at this point. Yeah. So I feel pretty well rounded saying that yes, these are the best options. Mm hmm. Or you just, you know, maybe you just want to go off-grid, like, wholly and completely and not be bothered with technology, and then you don't have to worry about it. And that sounds nice to me, to be honest. Could be really nice. <laughs> yeah, be so peaceful. <sighs> like, pre-90s. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to share? No. What do we got going on? No, that that's pretty what else much. What's we got going it. on? Yeah, you've got a moonshine kit, moonshine mash kit. You're selling at the offgridmaker.com or offgridmaker. There's no the in it. Yeah, offgridmaker.com. I started selling um, ingredients kits for beginner moonshiners 
Um, I just kept having yeah, a lot cool. of my readers tell me that they couldn't find uh, the ingredients locally. So uh, I just put together a product so that people can get it, get it from me and save them the trouble of trying to find it. So, yeah. Yep. Nice. Pretty good response. Offgridmaker.com. Yeah, I'm selling heirloom seeds. I have on the website right now, I have a survival seed bank, 30 varieties of seeds, 5,300 seeds in total. I think I have that priced out at like 48, 50 bucks, free shipping, something like that. Yeah. That's at MaximumOffGrid.com. Oh, yeah. It's a ridiculous amount of seeds. You'll never plant that many. <laughs> but if you stick it in the refrigerator or freezer, they'll be viable for a decade, yeah. two decades. And we got our uh, ebook at theoffgridoutpost.com that is about starting a stealth business using counter-economics. Go off-grid, start Pretty a counter-economic business. Yeah. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah, check out the website. Cool shit. Theoffgridoutpost.com. <laughs> cool shit. Cool shit. <laughs> All right, until next time. Talk to you later. Later. Here's a little teaser for what's coming next week. And one of my favorite things is the evolution of the flashlight, which is a headlamp. <laughs> yes so great yes. i use my headlamp all the, the time a buddy of mine calls it a tweaker light a tweaker light oh my god <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the off-grid outpost podcast if you enjoyed the show don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the new episodes 